0: everybody and welcome to socks on tap I am Johnny and I'm joined tonight by Tony Marquez. tone you're in the middle of winter meetings how are you feeling about it so far Johnny I've got
1: a nice cold crisp bush light in my hands I'm about to crack it open and I'm ready to that. talk some I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna need it but I'm ready to talk some white Sox baseball um, feeling weird right now after after what's gone down so far in the winter meetings. But uh
0: how about you, man? I'm feeling apprehensive. So I think that's another, you know, uh root, you know, kind of uh, synonym, I guess, to, to what you're saying. You feel kind of weird. Um you're in an interesting spot. Uh last night the White Sox traded for uh Nomar Mazzara from the Texas Rangers. They sent Steel Walker there. Um so that's gonna be a big topic that we dive into today here. But um you know there are also rumors that got foiled over the weekend. Um you know, uh, our favorite, you know, reports that aren't confirmed by any of the uh, major three, I would say, in rosenthal Heyman, passing. And then uh, people get upset when they get shot down it is not true the next day. So we're going to touch on that, too, uh, regarding Marcelo Zuna. And, uh, yeah, it's been, been a weird week. I thought there'd be more activity by now.
1: Yeah, let's let's start with some of that Ozuna stuff that came out over the weekend. And we'll kind of go chronologically through this. I think that's a good jumping off point. Um, so for those who are unaware and if you follow us and if you scroll through White Sox Twitter at any point in time this week, you are aware that there were claims made out of the Dominican Republic that Marcelo Zuna was traveling to the United States to sign with the White Sox. And that came out, uh, what Friday, Saturday, Saturday
0: Saturday morning,
1: Saturday morning. And then, uh, Hector Gomez kind of corroborated that report a little bit and, my kind of take on this is Hector really never said that it was going to happen, but he wasn't saying that it wasn't, Um, you know, there was, there was a little bit of misconstrued stuff. And I think some things get lost in translation a little bit, but there were reports that he was going to sign with the white Sox, and people were pretty damn happy about it. Uh, And then uh, 670, the score, I believe it was Matt Spiegel, Bruce Levine um, had both, immediately refuted that report and said that they had heard otherwise. And there was kind of this, you know, Spider-Man meme standoff there going on for a little bit, Johnny.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, so luckily for me, um, I, you know, last year taught me that I don't want to get duped by anything. Uh, you know, don't really, that's why I mentioned those big three. Um, for me, I don't know how anybody else follows baseball media here, but for me, um, I don't really believe it until it's coming from like passing Rosenthal and Heyman are talking terms. Um, that's really when it, you know, becomes, you know, hits home for me that something is actually going to happen because more often than not, I'm pretty sure over these past two off seasons, there hasn't been a move uh, that they've tweeted out that hasn't gone through. So that's usually where I, you know, take the credibility percentage from. And um, I, I, saw that and I just took it with a grain of salt and luckily I was driving uh, I was kind of running around on Saturday morning uh, I was, uh, heading up to the city you know meet up with some people during the day so luckily I wasn't uh, on that you know constant refresh burn in my thumb uh, you know completely raw uh, refreshing all that stuff and getting my hopes up because obviously that didn't come to fruition tone so um, I can't say I'm shocked but uh, it was another case of everybody being extremely disappointed except for uh, especially with given what the uh, follow up move was to that uh, the first move that they made at the wear meetings of white socks at being
1: yeah and you know i, I i've kind of gotten the the fact that you're not like a big believer in the whole like wet butt 23 and k perry's booty hole type uh <laughs> reddit you know stuff yeah. that's going on here you're not really a fan of that um although you know just in the internal on tap chat rooms that we've got going on in various different uh chats that we have with other uh, people who are parts of White Sox Twitter and stuff. There's there's a very vast variety, like a very, like, you've got a bunch of people who are in your camp, and then there's other people who are, uh, not to name any names, but Buzz. There's Buzz over there um, who believes, like, any little thing could come to fruition at any point in time, and he's very fragile <laughs> about some of this stuff. He was even tweeting about it today. Um, but... It's really interesting to see how fast that collapsed on itself. You know what I mean? Like, just the whole Ozuna thing just completely Monday went by without any sort of news. And, in fact, I want to get into the, the little bit here, is that there was a comment that came out from a report, uh, like the first meetings with Rick Hahn and uh, Jerry Reinsdorf and everything, where they they came out with this comment along the lines of, we had to assure Jerry Reinsdorf that there wasn't a deal because he thought he was having a senior moment.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I like, saw that. I saw that.
1: You know, and and right there, kind of, for me, set the whole tone for the week. Like, you have all these reports. They're all of a sudden refuted. Obviously, these guys in the Dominican Republic had some sort of information, in my opinion. They had some sort of inkling that this was actually going to happen because they're not just out there like making fake claims. But at the same point in time, then you get Jerry Reinsdorf wondering if he's having a senior moment about a deal, and now all of a sudden something just doesn't smell right. And then like the, the Monday goes through without any signing, and you're left there holding the bag again. That that feeling of did we even were we close? What what happened here? So it just it looked the optics on this are so bad, and it this has happened to this team so many times. And I, I'm not I don't keep score on how often this happens to other teams, but it just feels like it happens to us a whole damn lot.
0: Yeah, um, it's unfortunate that it seems like it happens to us all damn lot. And I'm sure there's rumors that, you know, uh, get perpetuated by other sources as well. Uh, but you feel like it should have some sort of like backing legitimacy to it. But um, my just kind of general stance for, uh, I guess, is going to be a rest of the offseason 101 for the rest of, uh, you know, White Sox Twitter, our listeners and stuff. Um, just, you know, take a step back and think about who the most connected guys are. That's why, I always you know, I'd go back to my big three there. And I'm, I'm not saying that they can't be wrong ever they won't ever be wrong but for the most part they are the ones with the most connected and closest information because those guys are all there um and you know they're all right on the scene whereas these guys are you know if that report's coming out of the dominican then they may only have the one side of it help marcelo zuna could be going to you know visit family for whatever reason in the state i don't know you don't know exactly like what's going on um You know, with those guys' personal lives, like there, there's that factor of it. And then, uh, for the team connection, if they're not at the winter meetings, there, they probably don't have the most up-to-date inside information from that side of things so that's the way i kind of take it with a grain of salt here and it sucks that uh, a lot of people get duped because there are a lot of people are just excited they want to see this team spend money they want to see him make impact acquisitions like we all do uh no doubt about it but um if anything taught us last year uh it's to stay vigilant and uh you know kind of double check uh double check these things and really look for those big names
1: yeah rumor traps it's a trap don't fall Mm -hmm. into it yes you know and I'm not going to sit here and say I haven't been a victim of it. Um, I, I, I thought, you know, it, in my heart of hearts, I thought it was going to be a good signing for the White Sox to go land Marcel Zuna. I was really excited about it. Um, you know, I, I still knew that there was going to be a a chance that it didn't happen, but I, I I wanted it to. You know, and that's a good point there, Johnny. You know, you got to just stay vigilant about it and and don't put all your eggs in one basket because. More often than not, it seems like we're left holding the bag. Um, but the White Sox then go into another little kind of just, I don't know, it was, it was a quiet Monday. And then there was another report that comes out or interview that Rick Khan and this one sent White Sox Twitter into a fury. Uh, it pissed me off with Rick Khan saying that there's no urgency to get anything done at the winter meetings, and I believe it was a Vinnie Duber article uh, by the title of "White Sox Big Push Maybe a Year Away." Um, so I don't know if you wanted Ugh. to to dive in on that one, because I know that one's probably like a like a dagger in your back right there. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: I mean, ju- just the headline itself, obviously, that's going to be grabbing, uh, <laughs> grabbing a lot of attention and rightfully so, uh, because everyone kind of felt that with Yasmani Grandal, that was the first step into this thing being competitive in 2020, or at least they were going to, you know, go for it, make the acquisitions, do whatever they could to sign these players. Uh, you know, the Zach Wheeler thing that sucks, uh, you know, you come up short. Uh, in that, and not because of the money offer, but because of you know where what his preference was. So that sucks, but you at least still feel they're on the right track. And then when you get hit with that kind of info bomb, uh, like you said, Duber's article uh, it outlined that uh, you know big push maybe off season away. It feels like we've you know already waited. We were hoping a big push was coming last off season. Uh, it's just more of kicking the ball down the road, Tony. And I think everybody's upset about it, and um, they, they can talk about the logistics behind it and whatever. But uh, I think this will kind of tie into our um, Mazzara sort of uh, uh, kind of rant that we'll get into here in a little bit and kind of breaking this one down but um, there are still the other options out there uh, for those big names if you wanted to go Castellanos if you wanted to go Ozuna um, obviously trade trade options out there as well Um, I know those don't have to get done at the winter meetings, but you look in the past, well, when they've made big trades like that with the, uh, granted this is on the opposite side of it, uh, selling off their major pieces to get these, uh, rebuild chips. Um, those happen at the winter meetings. Um, a, a lot of big signings have happened at the winter meetings. Granted they're ones that the Sox were in and on and Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. And I'm not shocked at that. I didn't expect them to be, but you, you just don't want to hear that sort of mentality because you just feel like it's more of the same. Uh, and that they're not actually committed to winning so uh, what were your thoughts on it? i just think it's it's just overall disappointing when i see something like that and like i said there's more fine points in there that we we could go and you know really like get to the nitty-gritty of but uh the over overall sentiment of it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth you know
1: yeah and that that's exactly what my initial reaction to it was as well as i see this article come across my timeline and then what the fuck is this is basically, you know, what I'm thinking here, because all I've heard is, you know, it's time to compete. You know, earlier in the day, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is asking, you know, when we're going to be, you know, to the promised land because uh, he's getting older and Rick Khan's making statements about that. And then all of a sudden, here's this like this bomb that goes off and it's like, hey, it might be a year away. Well, my, my feelings on it are a hey, no shit. 2021 should be remarkably better than 2020, in my opinion. Just the development of Michael Kopech, Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito should all be on the upward trend. You've got uh, Yohan Madkata, Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert already in like their second, third ish, four seasons already in the ma- in the major leagues. Some of those guys should have figured it out by then. So 2021, yeah, sure, it, it, it should be a prime year. But 2020 is still important, and it's right in front of you. It, it doesn't diminish the fact that, yeah, it, it should get better as it goes along. that That's expected. But the focus should be right now. That's where the focus should be. This team hasn't made the playoffs in forever. Neither of my kids' lifetimes have seen a White Sox playoff appearance. That's embarrassing. You know, it, it's like th- it, we're right here, you know. And all the metaphors and all the, the carpentry that we've, we've built and put together, like, it's time to move into the house right now. Like, now is where the, the moving van should be unloading into the house. Yeah. The moving van should be packed with guys that are like Yasmani Grandal signings and not like Nomar Mazzara trades. So, you yeah, know, I don't know who slipped Nomar Mazzara into the back of the moving van and brought him here, but it just it doesn't make sense because we've already put this all together. You know what I mean? Like, we should be finishing it off with Zach Wheeler's. And if we can't get Zach Wheeler's, we got to move on to the next guy. And that's what something like Scott Merkin talked to us last week. You know, if they don't mm-hmm. get Wheeler, they're going to go out and they're going to, you know, look at Ryu or or Bumgarner or any Dales of these Keichel. other guys. Dales Keuchel. I haven't heard anything on the Dales Keuchel front. You know, no. right? Or, or any of these other guys. The Sox aren't even being tied to them at this point in time. At one point yesterday, the Sox were tied to Castellanos and uh, Marcelo Zuna again. And then all of a sudden... We're trading Steel Walker for no Mazzara. And I think that's what the bulk of this episode is, is really about is why did they make this move? There were people out there that they could have gone and gotten that are no Mazzara or better for just straight cash. You gave up, I believe, your sixth overall rated prospect in Steel Walker. And I'm not losing any sleep over, over trading Steele Walker. In my opinion, if Steele Walker was going to be on this team, that means that there's way too many problems with guys like Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, um, Blake Rutherford, even Mike Rodolfo. There are so many guys down this pecking order that are so far ahead of where Steele Walker is, mm-hmm. losing no sleep over that. What I wanted to see happen with Steele Walker is give him another half season and flip him at the deadline or now in exchange for some starting pitching, which is a bigger need than what you had in right field. Now, granted, right field as a whole, but there's so many free agents that are available out there. Yasiel Puig is another name. There's just so many options out there that you could have pursued for just cash instead of yep. bringing on a 24-year-old who's had over 2,000 major league plate appearances and had less war last year than Adam Engel. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. Adam Engel played like, I don't know how many less games and still was able to accumulate a higher B war than Nomar Mazara. You know, there's so many red flags with that statement alone. And I know war is just one, one optic and one stat that we can look at, but it just proves how important the defense is. You know, great. This guy can hit a 505 foot home run. Off of White Ronaldo Sox pitching, yeah. Renaldo Lopez. That's, I mean, that's that's great, and I'm sure that that was, you know, looked at, and and you know, the Sox obviously have tape of it. I'm sure Renaldo Lopez has watched that ball go very far, five hundred five feet, a, a, a few times, and uh, you know, it, it just it doesn't make sense. The options that are out there. I'm not saying that Nomar Mazzara isn't doesn't have some sort of upside to him. He's still 24. But there is a track record built with this guy now, you know, he's got Mm -hmm. he's he's got 2000 plate appearances. What's going to change? And I'll get into a little bit more of, of my feelings on this. But this this move to me doesn't make sense. And I'll turn it over to you for a while.
0: So I wanted to, you know, preface mine here too. Is I'm not. I'm with you in the camp that we had talked about this a little bit earlier in the day. Um, definitely something that we wanted to bring up on the mic tonight. I'm not losing any sleep over trading a Steel Walker either. I want to make that clear because a lot of people act like um, if you're attacking the trade at all, they act like, oh, well, you know, you built this prospect capital. Why not move it? I'm not. Like I said. Not losing sleep over that at all. But um, with Mazzara, it's kind of like you had said, uh, there's all those numbers to back that. I really didn't like what I heard from the, uh, you know, it was the the Rangers uh, radio broadcaster uh, that was on or, or the writer from Dallas uh, Morning Post um, that was on a radio show kind of uh, talking about him not being able to uh, make adjustments throughout the year. And whenever the team would make an adjustment, there would be uh, other problems that arose uh, with his swing or whatever it may be, whatever aspect of his game. So uh, that's another red flag there to me. Uh, I definitely agree with you on the body of work that's already established there. Um, It's not like this guy is just, Got a taste of it. Just got a taste of the show. Uh, no, he, he's had, uh, you know, four seasons, you know, 2,000-plus plate appearances here. So uh, you kind of know what you're getting here. And then, you know, Rick Hahn, the way he's kind of describing him. And, you know, first of all, it, it, as part of this, too, and I know that there's, you know, timing issues, and they all, you know, they're probably asked to meet very soon after a deal is made. Uh, obviously, Merkin kind of explained to us how that process process works down there. But, you know, you get Ricky Renneria penciling him basically as, you know, number one right fielder. And then uh, Rick Kahn saying, you know, hold up. No, you know, don't judge this move until whatever um, the full off season plays out or something like that um, along those lines. I'm paraphrasing here, but you you know what I'm talking about. Those two quotes. Um, And it just gives you some more, even more mixed messages, because when you hear Ricky Renteria, you think, oh, my God, they're done. This is it. They're not going to get anyone else. But if you go and you take Rickon's word uh, as gospel, which you should never do, I'll tell you that right now. But um, if you go and take his word as gospel, then you are thinking that, okay, then they're going to use this guy as a platoon guy or they're going to, you know, acquire someone else on top of him and he can be a good uh, depth outfield piece. But um, there is a lot of issues here. And I think something that you brought up earlier when we were kind of planning out this episode, Tony, was uh, taking a look at what we have now. Um, you already have five outfielders here, and you've got some, you know, subpar defensive depth uh, on there outside of Adam Engel uh, and Larry Garcia, who can be serviceable. And mizar is not not the worst in the world. Uh, I'm not, you know, saying he's, you know, completely adding to this is terrible, but his range is not good. Um, so there's that. Uh, you're going to have a lot of your center fielder having to go track down fly balls. And um, if you have that center fielder that you need, track down fly balls out there, that's most likely Adam Angle, and then that's also taking a hit on your lineup from an offensive standpoint. So um, overall, uh, there's a lot of mess here, a lot of slop to work through.
1: Yeah, and and I I believe I saw somebody on Twitter uh, talking about how Nomar Mazara is the type of player that a rebuilding team Would take a flyer on. Like the twenty eighteen White Sox, Mm. Nomar Mazara. That would have been great. You know, a twenty-two-year-old, we don't know what we really have. Only probably about a thousand plate appearances in. Let's see if we can fix this and get some power out of them. Twenty twenty White Sox coming in to compete, you know, we've we've heard all of the the background to it. You know, the Field of Dreams game. We're we're gonna go in there. And we're going to make a statement like, is that the same team that makes a statement by bringing up a trade for Nomar Mazzara? Or is that the type of team that should be going out and spending some cash and acting like a big market team instead of taking flyers on players to play right field for you?
0: Yeah, I'll take the latter.
1: <laughs> Great tweet here from Pat Nolan at Sox Machine P. about five minutes ago. The worst defense of the Mazzara move is it's better than what they had in right field last year. Right field for the 2019 White Sox was one of the worst positional sinkholes in Major League history. Everything down to and including a potted plant would have been an upgrade. And I've seen (laughs) this on Twitter all day. You know, excellent tweet, PNOLS, if you're listening to this. Shout out. This is is good stuff. Um, You know, it's true. You know, and I I said it uh, on Twitter last night uh, in response to the uh, Chicago on Tap account uh, when they were looking for instant reactions. I said, you know, I give this a D minus and the only reason that I give it a D minus is because you actually upgraded the position
0: From and that mass, wasn't yeah
1: that, yeah that wasn't meant to be like oh my God and I said it was like barely upgrade I said it was barely an upgrade and I've got I got a bunch of people in my replies telling me that I don't know anything because it's a huge upgrade for this team well again, right back to what Pinol said what's the anything's baseline? an upgrade yeah anything's an upgrade. So you get some credit if you're the White Sox, in my opinion, for upgrading the position. But you were literally working with, as Pino's just said, the worst in major league history performance out of right field. So had you done nothing and probably slot your guy, Lure Garcia, in over there, it probably still would have been an upgrade. Like you probably still would have gotten almost the exact same effect. It, it, this, t- this move to me, Johnny, was very small minded. And I know mm-hmm. now we got to get into Rick Redcon saying, don't judge this in a vacuum. You know, so now not only do we see the negative reaction, now I don't know, we're already being told that we need to not react to it.
0: Uh, tell someone they can't do something, and that's what they'll want to do right away. Mm hmm. <laughs> So that's why we're on here. That's why we're yeah. talking about it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I said it earlier in my preface and, you know, it's being hard on Rickon again, but I mean, when you hear that, you know, the money's going to be spent in all of this and then he leaves it kind of vague, open-ended. We've talked about this a number of times on the Machado miss episode of shy socks weekly on various post game shows where things just aren't going well throughout the year. Uh, and, and we're discussing what could have been done to make this team better. Um, I just don't, have that faith uh, in him because it seems like you'd said, it seems like a move that a rebuilding team takes a flyer on. Uh, not someone that's looking to compete in 2020 uh, goes out and, you know, does as their first move uh, of the winter meetings here. Um, especially, I, I guess my, what what eats me in this is that there's other players out there that play that same position That were available for like you'd said just cash we're probably gonna circle a bunch of points again uh, over and over but it all kind of comes full circle here because. Sitting here as fans it's like you know we we don't care about the you know we've been begging for this money to be spent we've been told that this money will be spent and. It was, you know, there was the Yasmani Grandal deal, and nobody complained. I would say very few people complained about that. Um, Everybody was all gung ho, but you know, everyone said that it must be the start and continue on that trajectory. Well, this Mm -hmm. looks like instead of that was the start and looked like a good trajectory for 2020. Now it looks like we're on like a 2018 trajectory, uh, at least in the terms of the move that was made there.
1: Yeah, it, it just. It didn't sit right. And yes, there's still time to go and rectify this. I was listening a little bit to that 670 The Score um, interview that they were having with the Texas Strangers broadcaster. And and right before that, they were talking about the timing of this move. And I believe this was Dan Bernstein and Connor McKnight. They were talking about the timing. And the timing of this move is is really weird because, and this is something that I mentioned to you as well uh, when we were talking earlier, if you go and do this in, you know, March or late February, after you've already either exhausted A, lost all out on options, everything, yeah. exhausted all other options, or hey, you've already made a move and you're looking to bring in a 26 man for this expanded roster, and you go trade Steel Walker for Nomar Mazzara, I think that's probably a totally different reaction. And I agree with them on this. It's a totally different reaction than when you do it now, when it looks like, and the optics of it are, Well, hey, look, I found my right fielder. I mean, you got Ricky Renteria out there, like you mentioned, saying, well, I think he's going to be our starting right fielder this year. The optics are totally different if you have a better option. Or, like I said, if you go through this whole thing and you wind up coming up short or whatever and you have to go out and get somebody, Masara's not the worst option that you could go trade for at that point if you're only giving up Steel Walker. But right now, the expectations and the bars that you've set for this season are pretty damn high in yep. my opinion. And Nomar Mazzara, I'm sorry, just, just does not meet that bar.
0: You doesn't move the needle,
1: yeah, no, it it doesn't. It, it It does not move the needle enough to say this made the White Sox a more competitive team that will be closer. To at least getting into a wild card spot this year, because I I really firmly believe, and when we get to this early or, or like early on in spring training, we start talking about expectations for this team, it's it's wild card or bust this year for me. There should be no no other expectation than to make the playoffs this share.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that you want that as the expectation, but as long as, you know, you made the right moves in the offseason to put yourself in the best position there and you know things happen throughout the year with injuries and innings limits and all of that where it comes up short, you're not totally fatally disappointed because you had actually seen some right growth in the year. But I do think yes, the expectation should be um, you know, to finally, you know, squeak back into like, you know, like a wild card game or something. I'd say that's a realistic uh expectation. If you were to build this, you know, in the right way and you know have the money spent on more than one level, uh not just at one position here. Uh, Um, And we know it's December. What are we talking here? December 11th tonight. Um, Obviously, plenty more time to go. uh, But it seems like things are just moving faster and you don't want to get behind the eight ball any more than you did. They jumped it, which was great when they signed Yasmani Grandal. I was hoping for more of that same aggressiveness. And obviously they made a pitch to Wheeler, made an offer, and and that's all great. But reallocate the funds. Ah, uh, let it go somewhere else. Okay, you know that first way didn't work out for filling that big need that you had at starting pitcher. You're going to move on to the next one. That's fine, but I would have gone the route of honestly, Marcelo Zuna um, and Nick Castellanos. If you're talking the bat, um, yeah, I know you'd have defensive deficiencies there, but man, that guy can hit, and he can hit well. Uh, and Nomar Mazzara can't. hasn't proven that. Uh, you know, there's like very occasional pop and i hate that i want guys who mash dingers consistently we saw what nick castellanos did on the opposite side of town um our, our cubs guys over at on tap annoyed us enough with how successful he was in that uh sort of environment there so um i don't know i i would have gone elsewhere um on this one i think that's my bottom line for it And i'll close my thoughts off with this um is there actually taken from uh patrick flowers our guy who wrote a great article kind of breaking down you know how does uh Uh, Mazzara fit into the White Sox puzzle here in 2020. He says, uh, quite simply, Mazzara can be a guy in the puzzle for now, but he can't be the guy if the White Sox plan on meeting their 2020 goals. And I think that sums it up completely perfectly. And that's why it's just kind of frustrating and leaves a bitter taste in my mouth because Sure, uh, there's still other moves that can be made, and I'm sure there will be other moves that are made, but I don't know if they'll be as effective because other teams are going to jump on them. There's uh, plenty of other teams that are still looking to be competitive too and make their way back there as well, and the White Sox just can't afford Uh, to get behind that because they're not they're not the sexiest destination out there Uh, that's just plain and simple and they'll probably have to pay a little bit of sock sucks sock suck tax even that wasn't enough to uh um reel in zach wheeler like i said i know there's personal factors that go into that as well so i won't blame that completely on it but you know you you get the gist of it uh you don't want to see this one slip away uh quickly from us
1: Nope, I agree with everything you just said right there um, as far as closing thoughts. And we'll we'll try and keep this one short and sweet because you never know. There there will probably be a, another move made about five minutes after we hop off the mic here. That's just how things work, especially at the winter meeting. So, Johnny, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I think we're both on the same page with this. I know our guy, Buzz, is absolutely pissed off at this move as well. I just wanted to get that out there because he told me to. He's mad. He's angry. <laughs> He is, uh, yeah, he's he's not happy with this one. So I don't really have anything else to talk about. I'm sure we're going to be back on the mic at the conclusion of the winter meetings or if, God forbid, there's some major trade that happens. I know there's some rumblings out there right now, but we'll see what happens with those. Um, nothing really concrete that I've been able to scoop up uh, through the Twitter, but uh, I know some people are, are kind of digging into there may be something going on between the Red Sox and the White Sox. Who knows? Um, if that's true or not, again, like you said,
0: don't believe it
1: until yeah, just, uh,
0: you, mo- you can monitor it. Just stay vigilant, yeah. though. Don't don't put as much stock into it. Like you, you, I think you said earlier, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, last off season proved it. Even for guys that you know, uh, I'm not trying to delegitimize any of those guys, but the most connected sources, or most likely, in my experience with all this, are going to be John Haman, Ken Rosenthal, and Jeff Passan. I would trust those guys with terms coming. Before uh, really believing stock and anything else, especially uh, you know, not verified, not associated with a you know major uh, outlet, it's you know it's tough. We're all just kind of here uh, grasping at the bit for information, uh, and it's easy for people to want to try and chase some clout by uh, making up a rumor and you know, looking like they have some legitimacy, um, but uh, not always going to be true. Obviously,
1: no, it, it's it's not always going to be true. Those are the guys that uh, they don't miss. I think that's, I think that's the important thing. Those guys normally don't miss, you know, there's, there's another tier down with your nightingales and some of those other names that are around there, but mm-hmm. uh, the, the three that you mentioned, they really don't miss. So when they're saying something, that's when, that's when things are happening. Johnny, always a pleasure to talk white sex baseball with you. I'm going to go finish some more of these Bush lights and, uh, scroll through Twitter for probably the next six or seven hours until I eventually pass out. Um, you know, just hoping for a White Sox trade. I'm going to get involved in, you know, probably deep scraping Reddit for different bits of information that will not come true. And that's how I will spend the next few days, weeks, months until we're back in Loppy
0: yeah uh, unfortunately that's uh how it goes but you know that's mlb off season for you so um yeah uh, uh, i said stay vigilant to the listeners the followers um and uh if you like us uh, go ahead and uh, give us a rating on apple uh, subscribe there uh that helps us out big time we would appreciate that um you know tell your family tell your friends about it if you enjoy us so um yeah uh, that's about all i've got for this one Jeremy. boy talks forever
1: boy talks forever